Hello, my friend. You're listening to The Launch Society, the ultimate podcast to help you build and scale the online business of your dreams. I'm your host, Anastasia Ushakova, an online course expert with experience in working on multiple seven-figure online courses and creating all kinds of online products, from eBooks to VIP masterminds. And in this podcast, I'm spilling all the tea on how to create an online business of your dreams. Whether you're a consultant, an agency owner, coach, or a professional working in a 9-to-5 job, just dipping your toes into the world of entrepreneurship, or looking for ways to scale up and take your business to the next level, The Launch Society will help you get inspired and get going because each episode is value-packed with actionable tips and effective strategies that actually work. Today's episode is a true inspiration and value bomb. I had so many epiphanies while recording and editing it, and I'm sure you will love it as well. Today, I'm chatting to Carly Myers. And let me tell you, if life has ever thrown curveballs at you, you will identify with Carly's story. She started out as a professional dancer, her dream career, and she was killing it working in London West End musicals and traveling the world. But that all changed one day after she injured herself during an audition and found herself at a crossroads looking for a new start. Fast forward a few years, she has become top 1% network business seller worldwide, a sought-after business coach for female entrepreneurs, motivational speaker, course creator, and a host of Made For More podcast. In this episode, we discuss the opportunities that podcasting offers for business owners, how to use it to make more revenue for your business and position yourself as an expert, as well as hands-on tips on how to grow it and stay consistent with it without actually having a team. This episode is a goldmine of knowledge, and I can't wait to hear what you think about it. As you're listening, snap a screenshot and tag me in your stories at It's Anastasia Kushakova and tell me what you thought. Okay, let's dive right in. Hi, Carly. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast today. I'm so honored that you're my guest. And we're talking about an exciting topic, starting a podcast and using it as a lead generator for your business. But let's talk about you first. Your journey sounds super interesting, and it doesn't look really straightforward either. You're a professional dancer turned serial entrepreneur. Walk us through your story. Tell us, how did you get where you're currently at? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Um, Yeah, it's not been a straightforward journey at all. I definitely didn't realize I would end up here, but there is nowhere else I would rather be. I always feel like you end up where you're meant to be if you're open to it. So yeah, I was a professional dancer. It's all I ever wanted to do. That was my dream. And I actually had a really successful career. So I was in London's West End in musicals and I was traveling all over the world and I was really at the height of my career. I never really thought about doing anything else. I naive thought I would be a dancer until I'm like 60. <laughs> Never really thought of another career. And then I got injured. I was in an audition, pulled all the ligaments in my foot and yeah, that was the end of that. And I remember at the time I probably could have gone through rehab and really gone for it, but I just felt like it was a nudge from the universe to say, I feel like you're made for more than this. As it happened, if I actually thought about my core values and what was so important to me, like family and time with my friends and things like that. I wasn't getting any of that. Yeah, I felt like it was a little nudge from the universe to say, let's just shake things up a bit. Let's try something else. 
at the time I had started my social marketing business, kind of like a side hustle, just messing around with it. I definitely didn't have that entrepreneur mindset of, you know, this is my business and I'm running with it. I was just treating it like a hobby. And then when I got injured, I thought, okay, this is my sign to throw myself in. What I thought would have been the worst thing to happen, the end of my dance career turned out to be the best thing to ever happen to me. It threw me into my business. And after six years, I ended up at the very top level of my social marketing business with a huge organization of hundreds of people that I coach and mentor now. And I absolutely love it. And now I've ventured further into coaching, mindset, marketing, business strategy, and just helping people create their dream life really and their dream business. I think the beauty of the world that we live in today is that you can literally create the perfect business for you. You could just draw it all out all in your coloring pens and say this is exactly what I want my life to be and you can go and create every single aspect of it and so that's what I'm massively passionate about helping people do now. It's been a bumpy journey as as I'm sure the same for, for you and everyone else listening to this. It's never a smooth journey Every day I'm learning, uh, but it's it's the best journey ever. Wow. I love the bit where you said that you took it as a nudge from the universe instead of falling into that dark pit and, you know, becoming bitter and be resentful about this opportunity professionally that you're missing out on because it was your dream, as you mentioned. And looking forward instead of looking backwards, I can really imagine how your clients are benefiting from that outlook. I think you have to have that outlook, to be honest. I think that outlook has served me really well in business that no matter what happens to you, you just think, okay, well, this is what I've been dealt. What can I do with this? There's no point in saying it could have gone this way and it should have done this way and I could have done this. There's no point. It's just wasted energy and you're always going to get thrown stuff. And I think the thing that's kept me moving in my business and enabled me to create huge, huge success is that I just never see anything as an obstacle. I'm like okay, cool. This is obviously here to teach me something. And actually, when I look back on all of the things that were the hardest things at the time, so grateful for them now, you know, they are the reason that Mm. I am who I am today. And I, I can now pass that on to my clients and say, this thing you're going through right now, I've also been through this and I can help you through that as well. So I think there's so much power in the, in the setbacks. Definitely, definitely. There's power in not seeing obstacles as such, seeing them as stepping stones. And if we talk about your podcast, you are a social seller. You also have your own consulting practice. I've seen you're also going to be launching a group coaching program. It's a very robust business. So how does podcast fit into your business model? My podcast really, to be honest, is the heart of my business model. There's so many ways that you can market yourself today. You know, you've got TikTok. I'm just trying to get on TikTok, but it literally freaks me (laughs) out. But there's TikTok and there's Instagram and there's email and there's so many different ways that you can do it. And I think it can be so overwhelming. So what I do is I have this one hub where I funnel Mm -hmm. everyone in. And I think, where is the one place where I'm going to show up and I'm going to serve and I'm going to give everything? Because if you try and give 100% of your energy and efforts in five different places, they're only getting 20% and nothing's getting off the ground. So I really have my podcast as my one place where I fully show up and serve. And to be honest with you, it's kind of like my journal. I get on there Mm. and I really open up. And the greatest thing about my podcast is that my audience really gets to know me. And so I feel like it speeds up the process from someone first finding out about me to then saying, I like her. I, I want to work with her. I think she's the coach for me and I think I want her to help me. It helps them really understand me and what I'm about and my story and it speeds up the process massively, I think, with warming up your audience. And it's just fun. 
I love it. You know, I've got two kids. Most of the time I've got no makeup on. My hair's not brushed. I can just turn up and talk and share what's on my heart. And I think it's the most amazing and authentic way of connecting with my audience. That sounds amazing. As you were saying that, a thought kept popping up in my head. People buy from people. And when you said it speeds up the process of your audience, finding out who you are and trusting you more, I was like, yes, that is the exact same reason I wanted to start a podcast as well, because there's only so much information or personality you can fit into a 15-second story or a 30-second reel. There is no real depth to it. And I love how intimate podcasts feel. But if you would be looking at a new business owner or let's say a consultant, would you say that the possibilities that podcasting offers are sort of same across the board for all business owners? Can everyone profit from this personal ability that podcasts offer or are specific business niches more relevant for that? I would say if you are your brand, if the business really comes down to you as a person and your energy and the people are going to be working with you, then podcasting is perfect. If you're a big company or something like that, it is great as putting you in the place of being the expert. It definitely gives you that credibility. But I would say if your business is you and you're wanting people to understand you and your services, then I think podcasting is especially great. Just like I said, it gives you another dimension for your audience to see you. But yeah, I think honestly, there is a place for everyone in podcasting. And I think even if you don't want to start your own podcast, reaching out to people who do have a podcast that have your audience and, you know, guest doing a guest interview on there as well is so, so powerful. You can get in front of so many people. And like I said, they're going to get to know you so quickly and really understand what you're about. In order to have a successful business today and a successful brand, you have to lead with a purpose. There has to be something bigger than I just want to make money. And Mm -hmm. when you're on a podcast, your purpose can come across and what you're really about can come across. And that's how someone can decide that they want to join you. So yeah, I think there's definitely a place for podcasting in some capacity, whether it's your own or whether it's being on someone else's. But there's also the whole repurposing content aspect of it. Like I said, I'm a mom of two. My kids are two and a half and 10 months. So I don't have a lot of time to be creating content on all of these different platforms and showing up in the way that someone else would. So my podcast turns into all of those different posts. I record a podcast, I video myself while I'm recording that podcast, that goes onto YouTube, or that turns into a reel, or that turns into a TikTok. I then transcribe it, which goes into a blog post, which goes into three other social media posts and an email as well. So, you know, that that for me is the, is the most amazing way of really using my time properly in my business and showing up everywhere. As a busy mom of two and as a business owner, that seems like that's the only way you could possibly be on every single platform. But speaking from my previous experience, managing a team of six, a full-fledged content team, we didn't do it differently. Even if you have six people on board, you still need to be everywhere. And if you would need to have a separate person for every single channel, that's impossible. So we were also doing the exact same repurposing strategy that you mentioned. So for anyone that's listening who's considering how on earth can I be on a platform at the same time, this is probably the one thing you need to get good at is repurposing, not being better with your time management and, you know, like squeezing in everything mm-hmm. for the last second of the last hour of the day to record one more reel. Let's work smarter and not harder. Definitely. 
chances are if you're listening to this episode you're either thinking about launching your own online course or you've already launched one but it's not like bringing in the consistent revenue that you'd like if that's the case then i have something for you today my friend because i am about to release a free training all about how to create a stellar online course that brings in consistent revenue for your business in this training i'll cover the secrets to successfully launching your course and we'll go over how to create a profitable offer even if you're working in an oversaturated niche how you can confidently launch profitable online courses without having a huge audience how to create consistent daily sales as well as share my signature four-step formula for a seven-figure course that i haven't shared on any of my channels yet the spaces for this live training are limited so make sure to secure a spot before they fill up link is in the show notes i'd love to see you there Okay, let's jump right back into the episode. In tangible terms, what does it take to grow a podcast? What would you recommend to total noobs in the field? The great thing about podcasting is that I have so many call to actions in my podcast. I'm always leading someone somewhere, whether it's to a course or whether it's to a free training or something. And so you can always be leading people to your podcast as well. And every time that I have my podcast, I say, if you love this episode, take a screenshot, add it onto your Instagram and tag me. And I share all of those tags. My Instagram is always showing people Mm -hmm. listening to my podcast where a lot of people join in that way but if someone's wanting to just get started and they're like where do I start what do I do it's actually not as complicated as you think the simpler you can make it the better the best place to start have a think about why you're doing it that's the most important thing you know if you're doing it because you feel like you should do it that's not a reason to do it. You're going to get bored. You're going to feel like it's a faff. Like the reason why I find time to do it is because I love it. It's one of my favorite places to show up. And it's the best way that I want to serve my audience. But if you're doing it because you feel like you should, or because your friend Sally did it, or because some business coach said that whatever, um, that's not the reason to do it. Maybe you want to do it because you want to grow your brand awareness. Maybe you want to do it because you want to make money. Obviously, there's lots of ways that you can monetize it. Maybe you want to do it because you've just got lots to share and you don't really care who listens to it. You know, some people also just want to share and they're not really looking to build a massive audience with it, but they just want to help some people. And then the most important thing I think is to think about who it is that you're wanting to serve. When I got on this call with you today, I said, right, who's your audience? Who who are we speaking to? Because that really helps you tailor the content. One of the main things that people say to me is, what if I run out of stuff to say? What if I start this podcast? And then I think, what do I do? I've run out of content. But if you really know who it is that you're helping and you really understand what problem you're trying to solve and how you can help them, then you never run out of content. I always think of one person, my ideal client, listening to my podcast on the commute, on their way to dropping the kids off at school. And I think, what does she need today? What does she need to hear from me today? And that's how I create all of my content. And then just in terms of actually getting started, it's good to start with like three episodes, get them out, let your audience have a good old binge of all things you and then build on that. And if your lifestyle allows you to do one once every week, do once every week. If your lifestyle allows you to do once every month, do once every month. Just let it be fun. Let it be Mm. fun and let it be easy. And then you'll really enjoy it. And the more you enjoy it, the more your audience will love listening to you as well. I love that. And I love that your perspective is making everything fun and simple. Because I feel especially with a little bit techier things like starting a podcast, doing your own online course, starting your own e-commerce business, whatever that is, it's so easy to go right deep into the trenches and think, oh, I need to do everything at the highest possible level. I need a billion different tools to do all of these billion different tasks. In reality, It just adds complexity that stalls you. 
my next question was actually about how you were able to stay consistent. And I feel like I already got part of the answer. But for those in the audience who don't know Carly yet, she's basically a powerhouse in my eyes. Ever since you started your podcast in 2020, you have been consistently pumping out an episode every single week. There was a tiny break in 2021 for like a few months. And then it continued on with really envious consistency week over week over week as a business owner, as a mom of two. How on earth were you able to do that? <laughs> well, the break was when I had my first baby. I naively went into parenthood. And I was like, <laughs> I can still do it all. And then I was like, oh, I don't think I can do it all. Um, but the way that you stay consistent, honestly, I've been through a real journey with this. I put off starting a podcast for so long. I really overcomplicated it. I thought I had to have like all the tech and everything like that. Actually, in the end, when I decided to jump in, I had my microphone. I was sat on the floor with loads of cushions around me because it was echoey. And that was it. I did it on Zoom and, you know, nothing fancy at all. Um, but then I started to get a bit fancy. You know, I started to put in all these little fancy things and then I would get it edited by someone else. And then they kept coming back and, and it, it was too much, you know. And, and the reason why I've been able to stay consistent is that I keep it really, really simple. So now, I mean, sometimes my daughter will be asleep. My son is watching Paw Patrol and I literally run into my office, put my headphones on. I'm like, I think he's good for like 20 minutes. I think I'm all good. So in some of my episodes, you can actually hear like Paw Patrol in the background. But then I just sit down and I just talk. I used to plan all of my episodes out and, and write every word. And then I realized actually my most successful episodes are the ones where I just talk from the heart, whatever I'm going through at the moment, because my audience are female entrepreneurs and I'm a female entrepreneur. So what I'm going through and what I'm feeling, I'm sure they're feeling the same. So I just get on and talk about what's going on and I know that will help them. I've let go of perfectionism. If I have a tiny window, I'll come in and, and do it. And then, yeah, when I was having my second baby, the reason why I was able to stay consistent is that I batch created some mm. content as well, which made a massive difference. I know that there's studies about how when you're changing topics or changing um, activities all the time, your concentration levels are like they waver. And I definitely feel that, you know, when I'm in my podcast zone and I've been talking for a little while and I'm, I'm in the flow, I can really get out lots of episodes at the same time. Sometimes it takes me a little time to warm up. Sometimes I'll start talking and I'm like, la, 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 la. Can't get my teeth in. <laughs> so actually it's really effective and really powerful to just block out three hours, two hours, sit down, do some things. And also each episode doesn't need to be an hour long. You know, my oh, yeah. attention span is so short. And at the beginning, I felt like I needed to give people everything that I've got in one episode. And actually, some of the 20-minute episodes, that's all people want. Even yeah. 15 minutes, 10 minutes. Some people just want a little something that day. Um, and that really helps me as well. I love that last point that you mentioned. Well, first of all, letting go of perfectionism is so big. And I have a feeling that business owners especially can struggle with it because they want everything to be just perfect, especially in a service-based business where you're not doing work for yourself, you're doing it for someone else. It's your deliverable. But also with, you know, not overwhelming people with information, it's such a gem. Service-based business owners and freelancers struggle with this so much because they feel like they need to, you know, make every penny worth the payment that they've got. And I feel like they bring this sort of outlook to their social media and to their podcasting game. And I'm like, no, 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 no one has the time to sit down and listen to a two-hour podcast episode. You'll be overwhelming people with so much unnecessary information. The next question that I have is, you already touched on this a little bit, but 
what are some of the things that you noticed a lot of newbie podcasters getting hung up on? Maybe that you got hung up on in the beginning that now in hindsight, you realize did not make much of a difference. Yeah, I think one of the things that people get really hung up on is thinking that the idea that they start with has to be that all the time that they can't change so they they get Mm. so hung up in thinking right whatever I call it or whatever I talk about I have to stay in this niche and of course a niche is important and and you want your audience to know what they're going to get if you start talking about marketing and then next week you start talking about gardening it's going to be a little bit like but as, as long as you're staying in a kind of same realm I don't think you need to get too hung up on thinking this is my one idea and this is what it has to be forever. My podcast has evolved massively. I have evolved massively. One of the great reasons of starting a podcast for me, it's my own personal growth and how I've grown as a person. My confidence has grown massively. I understand my own voice more now because I just get on and I talk and I'm understanding myself better. Like I said, a lot of the time it's like a journal to me and I think, probably overshared there <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that but I just share and it just it feels good so yeah it's really helped me grow so first of all don't get hung up on thinking that whatever you start with you have to finish with let yourself evolve let your podcast evolve let your topics evolve and you, the more you get to know your audience as well you're going to realize what they want some of my episodes have double the amount of downloads is another one so I think my audience really wants that but I couldn't have known that before I started it's just over time I start to think they really respond well to these ones or I get loads of messages in my dms after this type of one and that helps me navigate what direction to go in so don't get stuck on that but also don't feel like you need to be fully confident and an expert in your field before you start. People think that, who am I to have a podcast? It's such a common thing that I hear. Like, why would anyone listen to me? And especially if there's other people in your industry doing the similar thing. So when I started, I was like, why would anyone listen to me talking about mindset and marketing when they could listen to Angie Lee or they could listen to Jenna Kutcher? And then I think I'm I'm just different. Someone's going to listen to me because they like me. And maybe they relate more to me where I'm at in my journey than someone that's earning millions and millions and millions and is far down the line to where they are. As long as you're passionate about something, as long as you have something to share, and if you're going through a process yourself and you think you have some value to add to others, then that's amazing. And understand that you are your secret source. You know, like you, it doesn't matter if someone else is doing the exact same things as you. It's always going to be different and yours is always going to be special. And if people are tuning in and listening to you, it's because they want to listen to you. Don't get hung up on the on the downloads and stuff like that. Like it can take a little while to build up. And if you're using that as a metric of your worth, it's going to be really tough. Focus on giving, focus on sharing, focus on serving that one person and also focus on the person you're going to become in the process as well. I love that. That is so powerful. That is so, so powerful. Especially the part when you said if a million other people are doing the same thing as you do, but there is still only one you. And I feel like it tied down so nicely with you saying your podcast doesn't have to stay in the same niche. If you build your business around your personal brand, it's literally private proof because no one else in the world can be you. And whichever direction you decide to go, people want to follow you. So I really, really love that idea. And because you mentioned the metrics, don't get hung up on the downloads. 
Well, you know, at the end of the day, let's say a business owner wants to do a podcast and they like it, but it's not like, you know, it's not like for you where it's your fun place. You come here to relax and you come here to share. They're doing it for the end result. They want more leads. They want more sales. They want more traction, more brand awareness. So what would you say should they pay attention to? And how would you say should they optimize their podcast for their desired result? There's a couple of things you want to do. If you're really doing it to build your business and that's your purpose, then you want to have a look at your listen percentage. So if you're giving all of your juicy content right at the end and you're doing these really long episodes, like we said, but if you look and 50% of your listeners are only listening 30% of the way through, they're only listening to like 30 minutes of it, then that's what you want to have a look at because whatever your call to action is or whatever the information is that you want your ideal client to listen to, you want to make sure that that's getting in, you know, in that first part Mm. of the episode. So I have some adverts on my podcast as well, and I don't do them from other brands, but I do them for my own courses. So I have a course teaching people how to start a podcast. And I always talk about that on there. I have some free trainings of email list building and stuff. And so I always use my podcast and my platform to promote my services. So sometimes that kind of thing, you can't really measure as much, but I do know that when I speak to people and they're in my DMs and they're saying, I'm thinking of doing your podcast course, or I'm thinking of doing this. It always starts with, I just listened to your podcast. And that's always a good reference that mm it's coming from the right place. And so if you're using this for your business, definitely use your platform wisely and promote your products in the same way that you would if you had a sponsor. You know, if if Pepsi was sponsoring you and they said, we want a 30 second advert to promote our product, do an advert for your products in the exact same way. But also, like I said, look at what topics people are really responding to. If there's certain episodes that are just getting more, more traction, then run with them. But even if you love talking about something else, listen to your audience and think, okay, I'm going to run in that direction because that's clearly what they want. Awesome. And for someone who maybe has been at it for, I don't know, three or five episodes, not that long, but also, you know, they're not a complete newbie and they're just noticing that the growth is flatlined. Their mom has listened to their podcast. Their friends have listened to the podcast. What can they do to sort of spurt their growth I think definitely partnering with other people. So partnering other people and leveraging their audiences is really important. What I've realized is lots of really successful people are actually really open to podcasting. You know, if I said to them, will you come and train my my friends? They'd be like, no, I'm too busy. But if I say, will you come on my podcast? They're like, yeah, sure. So I've actually had some really big people come on my podcast. I reached out to Daniel Priestley. He's, a, he's an amazing entrepreneur. And he charges like 96 grand for his one-to-one coaching. Like he is expensive. (laughs) He's incredible. And I reached out to him on Instagram and said, would you like to come? I'd love to interview you. I think my audience would really, really resonate. This is a little tip, by the way. If ever you're reaching out to someone of high profile and you want them to come in onto your podcast, let them know what's in it for them. So I said, my audience is this, and I think they're going to really respond well to your book that you just had coming out. Would you like to come on and talk about it? And he came on, he did the podcast, and it was amazing. And then he stayed with me for 30 minutes after and just coached me because wow. we were just there chatting. And I was like, I could never get this opportunity. I could never get in a room with you and get one-to-one coaching without spending a lot of money. And so that was amazing. There's so many benefits to, you know, reaching out to people. He shared it on his Instagram. Loads of his followers then came and listened to my listened to my podcast. So I leveraged his audience. And I would say that's probably the best thing. If you feel like you're not really getting any traction, partner with people and 
just get lots of other people, especially in your niche, or just think, who does my audience need to listen to? Get them on and, and partner up. And that's a great way of great way of growing your, your audience. And also encouraging them to share it on their socials as well, I think is a really good way of doing it. And you can even do like little giveaways or competitions or but everyone who shares this and posts it on their Instagram, I'm going to pick one winner for a one-to-one coaching call or a free giveaway or, you know, there's loads of things. I did a lot of that in the beginning. When you said that, you know, offer people the platform to promote their offers, watch out when they're promoting their new books, their new offers, their new courses, and offer them this platform, even if they might be somewhat of your indirect competition, because honestly, if your audience can benefit from that, that levels up you as an expert as well. Yeah, for sure. And I just think there's space for everyone. I just don't see the point in saying, oh no, she talks about podcasts as well. I'm not going to connect with her because... It's, it's competition. I honestly believe that people buy into you. So, you know, there is enough for everyone to go around. I love when, especially ambitious, powerful women come together and they help and they support each other. I think only good can come from that. And uh, yeah, a podcast is an amazing way of doing that. So if you're looking to, you know, expand your network and connect with other people just like you, then podcasting is a way to do it for sure. Carly, thank you so much for joining me today. For the listeners in our audience who want to connect with you after listening to this episode, where can they find you? Ah, oh, thank you. I've loved chatting to you. So you can find me on Instagram at Carly Myers Life. You can find me loosely on TikTok, <laughs> Carly Myers seven seven seven. I'm hoping though that by the time this episode goes out. I've gone viral and I've got like a million followers. You never know. Anything's possible. You can also find me on my website, kyliemyers.com. And that's got all of my courses and everything like that on there. I have a free podcast training that's on my website as well. And then of course, my podcast is made for more podcast. Definitely get on it. I'll leave the links in the show notes below. So definitely go check it out, guys. I don't know about you, but this episode got me real pumped, excited, and inspired. If you like listening to The Launch Society, please rate, review, and subscribe. It will help me grow this podcast so I can continue delivering amazing content like this to you. And I'd also love to know what the biggest takeaway of the episode was for you. Make sure to send me a DM at it's Anastasia Pushakova or take me in your stories. I would love to hear your thoughts. And yes, I'm linking to my Instagram in the show notes below. Thank you so much for tuning in and until next time, 